Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another special Lenten edition of Ignite Radio Live. Over the five mighty stations of Annunciation Radio, you are with Greg and Stephanie Schleter and John Paul Schleter on the soundboard, who you may hear from tonight also. But we are delighted to be with you as we press forward and into the great um, season that the Church gives us in Lent, full of graces. So what is moving you in particular on your journey of Lent so far? We want to we hear you. We want to hear from you. What's touching you? What, what are you reading in Scripture? Um, what books are you reading? What perhaps uh, mission have you gone to or a word that somebody shared with you that's capturing you, that's making a difference in the way you think about God or others? We invite you to call in and share that with us. Kind of just break out of it, break out of any reservation or awkwardness and pick up the phone and give us a call and tell us what's making a difference, what word of God is, is touching you through whatever form, 877-275-8098, whatever I just said. 8098. Call in and share with us what's making the difference in this Lent for you. Um, we're going to just quickly share some uh, commercials here in a moment, but before we do so and, uh, and share with you some of the things that are impacting us in this Lenten journey, let's just begin in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Dear Lord Jesus, we pronounce you as here, whether we feel it or not, whether emotions are connected to you or not, perhaps all the more important, Lord, if we are in darkness, in desert, in dryness, if there's things spinning around, Lord, that maybe keep us from feeling you, all the more we proclaim you and we acknowledge you and we, we know that you, you delight in the purity of such proclamation when we don't feel it, that you are not... Um, a slave to our feelings. Our feelings are no indication whatsoever, God, of your ever-presence, that our next breath is the greatest testimony of your love, as it says in Colossians, that all things are held together in your very being. Help us to take stock in that right now, God. Help us to be forged, our character to be forged by this awareness, that we are the fabric of you, the Trinity, and all these faculties you've given us, God, heart, mind, body, soul, imagination, understanding, memory, you've given, God, for your purpose, to give you glory. Increase in us, Lord, this faith, this faith that uh, is magnified in the darkness and in the desert. And um, in this Lenten season, Lord, make us all the more aware of our heart's desire, above all. That the heart of every desire, whether it be food um, or visual things, or whatever it may be, whatever comforts that we surround ourselves with, that through our Lenten practices, as we are deprived of them, make us aware that our heart's desire is for you and we will not rest until you rest in us, until we allow you to rest in us. Orient our heart's desire to you, God. 
heal us tonight. We pray that uh, we do hear your word tonight all the more in clarity. To those who might call in or how you move us tonight during this hour of of uh, Ignite Radio Live, just speak your word to us. It opens our hearts and minds, not just for a moment, Lord, but a portal to uh, to the truth that we would claim permanently. We ask these things in your name through Christ our Lord. In the name amen. of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. So a few brief commercials here next Tuesday. There are actually two Ignites going on. One with our dear friends down in Huron at St. Peter um, at, at, I can't talk, at 6.30 p.m., Father Jeff and company. Um, so again, March 20th, Tuesday, 6.30 p.m., St. Peter, Huron. And we are also hosting a regional Ignites being held at Lord's University, which begins at 6.15. So mm-hmm. anyone in the area here in the immediate Toledo area, just very much warmly welcome you to come and check it out, or if you haven't been to an Ignite in a while, we are so grateful um, for the warm welcome that we've received from Sister Ann Carmen and Sister Barbara mm-hmm. um, at Lord's University and just what they're doing Beautiful there. Place. Um, just to get the word out amongst the students and, and um, just all the preparation work that they're just pouring their hearts in prayer into. So mm-hmm. a shout out to them. Um, so 615 Lord's University, there will be signs if you're not familiar with the campus it will be held in the chapel there. Our Queen, Lady Queen of Peace yes, Chapel. Yes, Our Lady, which is just beautiful. Um, so, and there'll be people looking out uh, to help anyone <laughs> who looks a little lost. <laughs> but it's a beautiful campus, a beautiful chapter, a beautiful community there. There will be confessions. So if you want to, you know, go somewhere a little different than your own parish, if you couldn't make their penance service, um, there will be a number of priests on hand to hear confessions um, throughout the evening. So again, it begins at 6.15, um, and it'll be an awesome night of prayer and adoration. Uh, and on Wednesday, March 21st, there's an Ignite at Most Blessed Sacraments, and also one March 21st at Holy Trinity at 7 p.m. So, you know, just a great Lenten experience that the Lord may be beckoning you to just to spend that uh, unique grace-filled time with him mm-hmm. in adoration with special um, praise and worship music and confessions available. And so we really encourage you um, to make that commitment. So, folks, um, we mentioned this last week. How many times have you been in a conversation about the faith, morals, or you overhear it at work, family and friends, and maybe you just don't have the right words to respond, and maybe it's charged and contentious, um, and it just either, you, you come to a point where you just avoid that anymore, right? And you, maybe your blood boils and you just pray, okay, I'm just going to pray for them. And that's great. That That's wonderful, certainly. Or how many times maybe you yourself, let's just keep it real, maybe you're struggling with some of the edgier things, the church's teachings. Maybe it's uh, for you something that is optional or in your mind man-made or irrelevant. Um, and it's contrary, kind of get with the times. Maybe that's a view that you have. I just want to say, wherever you're at, I want to say um, you're important and your thoughts matter. And uh, and it's you're right in thinking it ought not be shoved down our throats. You're right in thinking that, you know, God gave you a mind for a reason. And um, you're right in thinking that God gave us communication as an occasion to really talk through these things, to bring the hard questions without reserve. But when's the last time you had a chance to do that in an atmosphere that's thoroughly enjoyable and fun? So um, we're responding to that need and that desire of many people who are hearing me right now uh, in something we're calling bring it, real simple, bring it. 
Uh, and you can find out more at massimpact.us forward slash bring it. Well, what is bring it? Bring it is um, two evenings. We're going to start with that. One for high school and college youth college young adults and the other is for adults the high school and college young adults will be on april 5th at fire pit grill an awesome ambient environment we're going to provide uh for non-alcoholic beverages and snacks and it's going to be a great night with father david kidd we'll be uh, answering questions with our team and again the atmosphere is thoroughly encouraging we're going to have a box people can ask those hard edgy questions if they want to interact and press back we're saying you know what bring it don't hold back. You've got doubts, reservations. Every one of you who are listening right now know a high school kid or a young adult who is saying, what's wrong with same-sex marriage or contraception or what does this mean? Catholics need to keep cranking out the pops. I mean, whatever, whatever language is coming out of these kids, you know, how about instead of just judging and, oh, I feel bad for them, how about we, uh, we recognize that that questioning is a God-given capacity and we feed the appetite. That's what we're about. They've got an appetite to know truth. They've been given a lot of the Kool-Aid of this day. And here's an atmosphere where they can ask those questions, and um, where they're encouraged and supported. And the same for adults. The adults will be April 19th, same place, Fire Pit Grill. We've got the whole back area reserved. It's just beautiful, ambient place. It's Easter, so you can come and have a scotch or whiskey or whatever you want, beer, wine, um, Tea, coffee, water, <laughs> water, just to kick back. My wife and I kind of kid about this. She's like, why do you keep saying good beverages? I don't know, because I know guys anyways. They like the idea of having good conversation with some good beverages. Father Kid will be leading that also. So, again, um, you want to bring a neighbor. You want to bring a friend. You want to say, just come and hang. Come and spend some time with us April 19th, fellow adults. And for the rest of us, how about an opportunity that we can uh, – more clearly understand how to respond to some of these objections or these concerns. When's the last time you had that opportunity? So um, join us in this. Let's not be afraid. Let's not hide our faith under a roof. Let's bring it out. In fact, the word ecclesia literally means to be called out. The word ecclesia, which is in Scripture and its root, Latin root of the, for the church, literally means to be called out. Are we bringing it out to the world? Well, it doesn't get more out than this. Any place like Fire Pit Grill, inviting come one, come all, whether you're Catholic, non-Catholic, friends, neighbors, they will enjoy it. You will enjoy it. You do have to register, by the way. There's a limited number of seating, no more than 125 seats. It's going to be popular. So if you want to register for that, uh, your seat, go to Mass. It's free. Massimpact.us forward slash bring it. We're very excited about it and very grateful to Father David Kidd and our Mass Impact team, um, so willing to be a part of this. And uh, it sounds, the few conversations that we've had with Father Kidd, he's pretty fired up about it. He's Just not kidding around. No kidding around. But um, bum So massimpact.us, you'll find information there. By the way, um, a layer of this for our movement, we have to keep saying it because it is growing and it's very exciting and it's an answer to the question, and then what? So we're all about retreats and conferences and weekend events and, and books and all this wonderful opportunity to encounter Christ. But the big question is, and then what? Specifically in our relationship with God, overflowing to our spouse, overflowing to our marriages. We just want to keep it honest, not, condem not condemning, not pointing fingers. But I think many of us are saying, how is this impacting my relationships in an ongoing way? And most of us we're failing in that regard, and we yearn for it. We exist to help provide support and encouragement for that to happen. So right now, season one of Lit Groups are going on. What's a Lit Group? Glad you asked. A Lit Group is no more than 10 people. 
gathering for seven weeks on a night that works to talk and pray based upon Sunday readings. Again, no more than 10 people in a friend's home or your home or whatever to talk and pray for seven weeks. Most people, even though we're busy, can make the commitment for seven weeks. So we've been working on this for a couple years, and it's the first year. This is season one going on right now. And Father Mike Danneran, shout out to him and the awesome people of Holy Trinity. Uh, We've been blessed to be in the saddle with them and preparing and encouraging them for really over a year now. They've got over 130 people involved in lit groups right now, which means what? It means that they're discovering God alive in their relationships. And what's really cool is um, we know... All the leaders, pretty much, I think, of that group. And maybe a year ago, they might have said, not me. Forget it. I'm not a PhD. I don't have experience with this. I'm shy. I'm not the right personality. All the objections that you could be thinking of right now. I'm busy. They've Every single one of them, will, they would exemplify those objections. But God's grace kicked in, and they're just doing it, and they're discovering this, this doesn't require if you will, um, more than just baptismal grace to say you're going to do it. I'm delighted to see, as they're being blessed, giving witness to God, leading them and guiding them. What's so cool about that, if I could just comment before we delve into... Whatever um, we delve into. (laughs) Exactly. 877-275-8098. I'm going to say it one more time, because people have said to me that... They, we go too fast? Yeah. Should I say it in Spanish? In well, case no, somebody... like even during the share and different things, even though Ocho the numbers repeated cinco. numerous times if you're not, you know, focused in on it. True. So it is 877-275-8098. Now you, you have to, no excuses. And IgniteRadioLive.com if you want to see it. Ignite, that's the name of our show, IgniteRadioLive.com. You'll find all of that information also. My lovely wife, you had a... My little thought. Yes, um, more than a little thought. Well, what Mustard we've said from the grow. beginning, and those of you who have no clue about or what we're talking about, um, just... Lit groups. Right. So these gatherings, as you said, um, I'm just going to reiterate, you know, gathering to talk and pray in a very um, comfortable atmosphere with family, friends... And good beverages. And <laughs> stop with the good beverages. You're going to serve Somebody bad Somebody call in and beverages. validate for me the importance of good beverages. I'm not saying they're not But good is like a it's appropriate It's just a funny adjective. way to advertise. Great Back me up on this, people. Call anyway. in and tell me that we need to say good beverages. Okay. So if it gets you to call in, call in 877-275-8098. Anyway, just to focus on the upcoming Sunday's readings. So just an awesome way to, um, you know, kind of get that conversation going, diving deeper into his word, you know, being more prepared for mass, sharing with one another as you're growing in that community is just a very, very, very cool thing. So the story that I want to share very briefly was a a real blessing um, that we experienced just yesterday in a conversation with a very dear woman Mm. that we met at one of our core mission groups. She was, she was an, um, and I don't want to say an older lady, an older woman, an older gal. So in her 70s. More mature. Yes. What was the proper? And wise yes. and sage-like. So just a beautiful, beautiful gal in Christ. Um, and she had shared, like when we would talk about that overflow aspect, you know, her thought was, you know, who do I know? Who am I going to invite? I'm however old. And I kind of had my have my set circles and they're all set in their ways and you know, whatever those thoughts that, you know, were going around in her head and that she would express, you know, just didn't quite know. So she decided 
that she was going to make some phone calls and just kind of trust it to the Lord. And she has a beautiful group that has been meeting this Lent. More than 10 faithful people. Yes, and she said they're all, you know, a little bit older, but they have felt the phrase that she used was put on the shelf, that they Mm. really weren't that important. Mm. And, um, you know, there were all the activities that seemed the most promoted or the most available they didn't necessarily feel like that was their draw or, mm-hmm. you know, focused on them or whatever. And so they are just delighted and they're um, loving it. They are totally loving it. So they meet during the day. And after, I think, the second meeting, they said, can we just continue and do like a potluck lunch so we can just continue, you know, our conversations and um just our fellowship and talking more about, you know, the topics at hand and which she just, it was just beautiful to see her beaming how the Lord has blessed it. You know, she's discovering that evangelism and evangelist is not this esoteric, very um, distinguished, unique person on EWTN or that you go to a parish mission to hear it's us. All that God requires, the only ability you've heard it, is availability. I love that, honestly. Mm -hmm. That is the coolest thing, more than anything, is people just discovering, open the door, God's there. He's pressing in all the time. Just um, a little bit of a modifier. Yes, we are exploring the subsequent Sunday readings, the upcoming Sunday readings, but we really encourage in the conversation to discover it in our relationships and in our own lives. There is Mm -hmm. a sharing Yep. Now, it's not that kind of, you know, cathartic, Oprah Winfrey, you know, kind of thing. Not that there's anything Dr. wrong in certain moments, yeah. whatever. No, it's it's not <laughs> that kind. But it is a honest, you know, sharing our lives together. That is what really Holy Communion is all about, that a Holy Community gives witness to the authenticity of having received Holy Communion. Do we share our lives? And the people, think about it, folks. When we go to Mass on Sundays— um, how many of the folks that are in front of you, back you, behind you, whatever, do you really know what's going on? Do you know their struggles? Do you know their challenges? The appropriate things, you know, that might lend us to be maybe a little more thoughtful or, or, or involved or engaged or helping. The truth is we're receiving Holy Communion, but are we really a Holy Community? This is happening through lit groups, which, by the way, season one, we're going to keep going up to season as many as, as God allows, but season one ends seasoned. of the seven weeks, exactly, good one, um, ends this know. next Tuesday. So a large regional gathering of all involved, season one will be this Ignite event at Lourdes on Tuesday. And just for those of you who maybe even want more information, certainly call us, and I know you have more to say, Steph. Just the commercial here, though, is massimpact.us forward slash lit leaders, massimpact.us. Dot us forward slash lit leaders season two will begin the week of april 8th so right now if you're thinking of man i would really love to spend some time with this group of friends i love to have meaningful connection with people i already know that I already like that I already love they're busy i'm busy but i'm going to just kind of share this with them and maybe they'll make the commitment all seven weeks for that second season now i'm giving you a heads up two three weeks in advance ask them I, trust me, that friendship will go deeper. You'll experience a whole new vitality in your marriage and in your family. It'll be awesome. Ask your pastors even if you could put something in the bulletin or, you know, wanting to gather a small group, faith group together, a lit group, however you want to describe it, you know, and meeting during this time. Anyone, you know, want to join me and put your info. I mean, just do it. And the the only other thing I wanted to say um, in regards to what I had already shared was 
we've said from the get-go, make it your own. You know, mm. you don't have to follow the lit gathering guide step by step by step, you know, every comma and period and, you know, instruction. It's meant to be there as a guide and whatever works best for your gathering and for your group of people, you know, tweak it, condense it, lengthen it, whatever it ends up being for you and works for you. Just the fact that you're gathering to talk and pray is, you know, what it's all about, which is just very cool. So this group that I was speaking of, they um, had a parish mission going on and it it looked like their uh, lit group was going to be canceled for that week. Mm. And they were so sad Mm. Mm. (laughs) and they're like, well, that's, we're not going to cancel. Right. And, um, so just, again, the beauty and the grace that, that this particular group so much looked forward to, it didn't end up being canceled. They were delighted. And as their season one is coming to an end, you know, they're looking to continue to meet, you know, maybe it'll be every month. Maybe they'll do the full-fledged um, seven weeks again. And our friend had said that there were a couple people who really, you know, were interested in inviting, you know, uh, some other people to start like the little again, overflow. And that's what it's meant to be. That's what we're called to be as Catholics, you know, not to just keep it in our own, as you, Greg, like to say, our little Catholic hot tub or little Catholic bubble. And, you know, but we're meant to bring others into it and share what the Lord has done to give others that experience, which is just very cool. So we're delighted. So we encourage you, um, if you're in the midst of it, God bless you. If you're looking for it, contact us at massimpact.us forward slash lit leaders. Um, but it's just awesome. We're just so grateful to the Lord for what he's doing and for the openness of, uh, the, the Catholics here in this community just has been just awesome. So folks, we're encouraging you to call in. That's making a difference in our lives. You can break in, you know, don't wait for that pregnant pause. Oh, we could give you one if you wanted, but no, call in and share with us what's making the difference during your Lent. If you're involved with the lit group, right now. That'd be really awesome. Call in and tell us how that's going for you. We know some are meeting right now. We lift them up in prayer. Uh, Every day this week um, throughout this region, people are in lit groups. Um, And by the way, um, there are youth, entire youth groups that are using this in men's groups and women's groups. Uh, So it becomes a common language that we can uh, we can share in seeing grace overflow from these events. Anyways, 877 275-8098-877-275-8098. Why are you pointing to John Paul? Because John Paul, are you up? Is your is your volume on? Tell yes, us about Father. your Lent, John Paul Whoa, Schleter. You didn't even prepare prepare him for that. Well, I kind of told him he was going to oh. be put on the spot. So that's a little bit of preparation. No, seriously, how's your Lent going? Any words of wisdom? Any words of encouragement? Any, 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 anything? Any, any. Um, it's good. It's hard when you work at Chick-fil-A on Fridays. <laughs> um, Why? <laughs> I I don't even know. Um, but yeah, it's it's been a really good Lent. Obviously, there's a lot of room to grow with prayer and such. But I've I've been um, reading some good spiritual books. Um, trying what to think of note? What, one of them. I think it's On the Way to Jesus Christ by Pope Benedict the 16th, which is a really, really good Anything book. he writes is just Of course, right? what a man. Um, and then my brother got me a book. I don't even remember what it's called, but it's on... Champions of the Rosary, that one. I believe. Yes, and by 10 Father out of 10 would recommend. Don, Don Calloway, something like that. 
Yes. And well, so, before you gloss over these too quickly, what? just give me one thing in particular from Pope Benedict that is having an impact with you. Um, just the importance on prayer and how if we are not developing our prayerful spirituality, um, our like the prayerful side of spirituality, which encompass, encompasses all of our spirituality, um, we're we're dying. Our souls are dying, and it's so easy to even do good deeds without rooting them in prayer. And so that's something that's been a challenge for me is that I can't truly give my deeds to the Lord if I'm not having them rooted in prayer, or else I'm doing them for myself. Um, so that's that's been something that um, has come to me through reading. I think it's called on the way to Jesus Christ. Um, so. That. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. I'm going to pause you as we do in our house pause all me. the time. It's our polite way of interrupting. <laughs> um, uh, you were just what you said reminded me, and I have the book right here of something that I read recently in Cardinal Seurat. Did I say it correctly? Cardinal Seurat. Seurat. I always get corrected because I used to call him Sarah. So it's called The Power of Silence, which. Um, I'd like to talk a little bit about, maybe a little bit later. I wish our kids illustrated that sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, but it was it, this passage, John Paul and our listeners, just it fits so beautifully um, with what you just shared. So I feel moved to share it with all of share you. Away. Share away. So Cardinal Seurat is actually um, speaking of who uh, Angelo... Camastri, and I'm probably not saying his name correctly. Just go with it. If you don't know it, they don't. Sure, Camastri. So the story that he is sharing from him was when he was a young priest. I I believe now he's a cardinal archpriest of St. Peter's Basilica in Rome. So real deal, holy dude, walk in the walk. Um, But this is his story. He says he relates it here. Cardinal Seurat says, I relate it here with great emotion. I telephoned the general house of the missionaries of charity so as to be able to meet Mother Teresa of Calcutta, but their answer was categorical. It is not possible to meet Mother. Her engagements do not allow it. I went there anyway. The sister who came to open the door for me very politely asked me, what do you want? I would just like to meet Mother Teresa for a few moments. Surprised, the sister replied, I am sorry, that is not possible. I did not budge and thus made the sister understand that I would not leave without having met Mother Teresa. The sister went away for a few moments and came back in the company of Mother Teresa. I was startled and speechless. Mother had me sit down in a little room near the chapel. Meanwhile, I had recovered a bit and managed to say, Mother, I am a very young priest. I'm taking my first steps. I came to ask you to accompany me with your prayers. Mother looked tenderly and kindly at me. Then smiling, she replied, I always pray for priests. I will pray for you also. Then she gave me a miraculous medal, put it in my hand, and asked me, For how much time do you pray each day? I was astonished and a little embarrassed. Then gathering my thoughts, I replied, Mother, I celebrate Holy Mass each day. I pray the the breviary each day. You know that these days, that is a proof of heroism. This was in 1969, before the Divine Office was simplified. I pray the rosary each day also, and very gladly, because I learned it from my mother. Mother Teresa, with her rough hands, clasped the rosary that she always had with her. Then she fixed on me her eyes, 
which were filled with light and love Mm -hmm. and said, that is not enough, my son. That is not enough because love cannot be reduced to the indispensable minimum. Love demands the maximum. I did not understand Mother Teresa's words right away. And as though to justify myself, I replied, Mother, I expected from you instead this question. What acts of charity do you do? Mm. Suddenly, Mother Teresa's face became very serious again. And she said in a stern tone of voice, Do you think that I could practice charity if I did not ask Jesus every day to fill my heart with his love? Do you think that I could go through the streets looking for the poor if Jesus did not communicate the fire of his charity to my heart? I then felt very small. I looked at Mother Teresa with profound admiration in the sincere desire to enter into the mystery of her soul, which was so filled with the presence of God. Enunciating each word, she added, Read the gospel attentively. And you will see that Jesus sacrificed even charity for prayer. And do you know why? To teach us that without God, we are too poor to help the poor. Mm. At that time, we saw so many priests and religious abandoning prayer in order to immerse themselves, as they said, in social work. Mother Teresa's words seemed to me like a ray of sunshine And I repeated slowly in my heart of hearts, without God, we are too poor to be able to help the poor. Isn't that powerful? It's a mic drop, a little bit longer of a mic drop, but it is a mic drop that is, uh, puts, presses us with the question, we can do all the good deed doing that we want. Are we taking the time to pray? John Paul, does that go along with what you said? Were you paying attention, (laughs) John Paul? Or were you... Was what? Can you read the full name of the book? Because I think it's honestly such a powerful name. Okay, the full name of Cardinal Seurat's book is "The Power of Silence Against the Dictatorship of Noise." That is powerful. That's very powerful. It's awesome. Against the dictatorship of noise, and something that is striking me in this book, and it's has really been um, one of my main Lenten reads, if you will, is. So often, I think many of us who are, you know, really trying to live out our faith and take it seriously and maybe considered, you know, the faithful Catholics, you know, um, more than just Sunday mass goers or saying grace before meals or whatever, like we kind of rest on our laurels a little bit and think that just because we block out all the outside noise that that's what the Lord is calling us to. You know, we can turn off the radio, turn off the TV, turn off our devices, but yet what Cardinal Seurat is emphasizing in this beautiful work is that it's the interior noise Mm. that the Lord desires to be silenced. Mm. Mm. And we can only do that through a lot of self-discipline and time and calling upon the Holy Spirit um, to penetrate our hearts, to quiet us, um, and that that's just really struck me. So if we lived in the Lord of the Rings universe, um, Mother Teresa would be Galadriel, and uh, who do you think would be Gandalf? Who do I have in my mind? Mother Teresa would be Galadriel. Well, I, just, I always wise. say JP2 for everything. Absolutely. <laughs> so okay, so, he's the go-to answer, so like I, God is love, so John I, Paul II. Well, so I posted this. Um, 
along the lines of what you're saying, not knowing we were going to talk about this, but very um, briefly from John Paul, Pope St. John Paul II's Novo Millennio Innuente, there is a temptation which perennially besets every spiritual journey and pastoral work, that of thinking that the results depend upon our ability to act and to plan. Just start there for mm-hmm. a second, that how many of us, oh, let's get together with the next cabinet meeting, the next board meeting, the next pastoral council. We need to, we need to plan. We need to act. He's speaking to those of us who are in these planning modes. He goes on. God, of course, asks us really to cooperate with his grace and therefore invites us to invest all our resources of intelligence and energy in serving the cause of the kingdom. But it is fatal to forget that without Christ we can do nothing. It is prayer which roots us in this truth. It constantly reminds us of the primacy of Christ and in union with him the primacy of the interior life and of holiness. When this principle is not respected, is it any wonder that pastoral plans come to nothing and leave us with a disheartening sense of frustration? So for all of you leaders out there, whether which we all are, leaders in our homes, our marriages, our families, or if you are a pastor, um, bishops, if you're listening, podcasts, whatever, what an encouragement for us to realize any place that we're facing frustration. Now, certainly that could be a lot of circumstances, right? But one key reason for frustration could be the absence of us really entering into a season of prayer, and you might even say fasting, to be anchoring into Christ. Um, something else that Cardinal Seurat talks about along those lines, um, he speaks of Jesus' tri- triumphant entry into Jerusalem. I cannot talk tonight. Um, so I'll throw out the phone number, 877-875-8098. Call us. 275. Oh, did I say the wrong number? 877-275-8098. <laughs> I can't even get You're that cute, right. Though. So Jesus is triumphant entry into Jerusalem and how everyone was there with the, you know, just the pomp and circ- circumstance. I, is that right? Dun, dun, there you go. <laughs> I don't think that was going down. But yes, but you know fanfare, I mean? right? Fanfare, I mean, he was excitement. The welcome home from the Super Bowl champ they coming had, in. You know, just heard of Lazarus uh, rising, being raised from the dead by Jesus, and and so the, and then the, it kind of begins, right? And by the end mm. of the day, he had upset too many people. The the priests in the temple, the Sanhedrin, just had ticked off a lot of people from healing and from challenging. And um, Scripture says that no one was left there, so he went back to Bethany that night because nobody welcomed him. And I had forgotten about that piece. Hmm. And it was just very interesting because Cardinal Seurat speaks of how we so often, in even in our liturgical celebrations, or I would I would fill in with that, you know, our different parish missions or the greatest book that we've read or you know, this retreat, this, that, or the other thing, um, that we don't go deeper with them. Like we don't allow it, um, you know, to sink in and to really, really change us. Mm -hmm. So this, again, is a quote from Cardinal Seurat. He says, The Son of God was welcomed triumphantly, but found no one to open his door to him. Similarly, in our own age, how often our welcome, our love, and our praises are superficial without substance, merely a coat of religious varnish. Mm. Isn't that great? Today we content ourselves with performing rituals that have no effect 
on our everyday lives because they are lived without recollection, without interiority, and without truth. So, like, again, especially during Lent, I think we try to fill it right or wrongly with, you know, this practice or this discipline. Practices without purpose. Right, but are we really taking the time Mm. to let it affect our everyday lives? I delighted, um, as I do every time we visit my parents, who live in Dublin, Ohio, I delighted in going for a walk with my dad. By God's grace, they're doing well in the mid-70s, and they're, they're going to die with their boots on. They don't know the meaning of retirement by maybe world standards. They're very engaged in ministry. My dad does hospital visits and delights in that, and they're involved in their church, and they're involved in St. Gabriel's ministry down there and pro-life work. Anyways, very proud of them as they just are really, not to mention their seven kids and almost 50 grandkids. That's right. They have almost 50, maybe 50 grandkids by now. I've lost track after 10. Anyways, um, <laughs> walking with my dad which is always a couple hours. It's kind of historic for us. I love the conversation. And I asked him how his Lent is going. And what you're saying, Steph, is what reminded me of this. He is, quote-unquote, simply taking an hour or more with morning prayer. Mm-hmm. So he's, you know, most of us get through it, if you will, or pray it maybe in 10 minutes, in 15 minutes, and I find that pretty rich. But he's allowing time with the Word of God in morning prayer, in the divine office, the Psalms, which it really sparked my imagination, you know, almost like Alexio Divina. Do we take time for these doors that God puts in front of us to actually open them, whether it be a scripture passage, whether it be something from Sarah? Like you said, Steph, it's really not like a rapid read-through book, mm-hmm. is it, which is how I found um, Pope uh, Benedict's uh, Jesus of Nazareth trilogy. You know, I'd read a paragraph. Don't rush into the next paragraph. Mm-hmm. Take time with that. You know, how is it challenging us? How is it affecting us? Folks, I'm going to give the number again, and we're going to go to some commercials, but how are you being touched this Lent? What difference is it making for you? What have you read? What have you encountered? What's making the difference? We want to hear from you. 877-275-8098. We'll be right back. This is an Ignite Flash Fire moment. Right now, can you think of one person you know who's struggling, in need of knowing God's love? If someone came to mind, God just spoke to your heart. We're going to light it up right now. Send them a quick message. It could be by Facebook, email, text message. Make it short and sweet. Simply tell them you were thinking about them. You appreciate them. You're praying for them. You're in it with them, that God loves them. If we respond to this simple flash fire prompting right now, together we'll move his kingdom a big step forward. Ignite Flash Fire is brought to you by MassImpact.us. Not just a moment, a movement. Did you see the Guardians of the Galaxy? Did you watch the Packer game? How's your portfolio? Pizza is awesome. What we talk about doesn't just reveal what's important to us. It reveals who's important to us. This week, take a risk to grow deeper. Consider throwing in one of these. What's your biggest challenge right now? Hey, what can I pray for you for? What can I do to make your life easier right now? How about joining us for Mass this Sunday? Yeah, and coming over for breakfast. Let's pray the Holy Communion we receive correspond to a holy community we live. This has been a Mass Impact Moment. Join the great adventure at massimpact.us. Games are something you play with a board, not with a soul. Let's not sugarcoat this. 
Satan is getting many to join him through a door called pornography. That door is everywhere a device is. The consequences are devastating. If you or those you love don't have filtering on your computers or devices, you're playing games with souls. You're leaving the door wide open. Please join us now in shutting that door. Go right now to massimpact.us. Click on Covenant Eyes. Hey everybody, I'm John Paul Schleter and one of six children, which means we're pretty busy. In fact, one weekend, we had eight soccer games, four cross-country meets, and a bunch of other events. But you know what the best part of it was? Besides Mass, of course. Setting aside time as a family to talk and pray. I want to invite you to go right now to massimpact.us. Check out the Live It Gathering Guide. It's new every week. A great way for families to talk and pray based upon Sunday readings. Your kids will grump at the idea. Expect it, but trust me, it will be the best 30 minutes you will spend in a long, long time. It will help you all experience God alive in your family relationships that make your house a home. Join us now at MassImpact.us. Mom, that was pretty awesome. You know, Mass Impact and Ignite has gone across the Northwest Ohio now for for months, and and thousands of people, literally thousands of people in our diocese have experienced that love. We believe that he said what he meant and meant what he said. When he proclaimed that his body is real food and his blood is real drink, Simply put, Mass Impact is a nonprofit movement seeking the heart of God in the very heart of His Catholic Church. Uh, people just keep kept coming and coming. Not just in a moment, but, but to surrender their entire lives. We desire our hearts to be moved by what moves His. And to see that happening monthly. We are responding to an urgent call at an urgent time. The recent Pope, John Paul, said, now's the time. This is the moment. We're taking big steps in faith throughout our diocese and beyond. I want to buckle my chin strap and take the field. And we are seeing tremendous growth. I mean, I'm just roused and emboldened to mission, to do something. We cannot do it alone. We need you right now. Please partner with us. Go to massimpact.us right now and click on the Contribute tab. If you and I respond in faith right now, We will see souls in heaven who would not have been there had we said no. It was nothing short of amazing. Does it have that same kind of effect on you? Please go to massimpact.us and contribute. It's time to move. Welcome back to Ignite Radio Live. You're with Greg and Stephanie Schleter and JP on Sound. Um, We are delighted to be with you in this hour, and we are asking to hear from you about your Lent, what's working, what are your victories, what have been your challenges, how's it going? 877-275-8098, 8098. Thank you. Just needed kind of the male female counterpart. <laughs> okay. I didn't know if I there was saying it. To incorrectly tell me that they again. are attracted to good beverages. Okay. 
good beverages they are. I have so a good beverage right now. You do? Yeah. You do. That's I have a cup. Yeah. I'm finishing a mug, actually a very cool mug that our daughter Annie bought for Greg for his birthday one year. It's just kind of a misshaped, cool, like pottery looking misshaped, mug. Misshaped, appropriate. And it says create. And inside of this awesome mug that was purchased with great love is a cup of Bengal spice tea. Mm. Nothing added to it. No honey, no sugar. I'm sweet enough, right? Perfect That's what you were supposed to say. To you proclaiming, proclaiming <laughs> the uh, first reading for this coming Sunday, which is one of my favorites. Because, just as a backdrop, by the way, um, it's an Old Testament reading from Jeremiah 31, 31 to 34. And let's let our imaginations be filled with a sense of God's people, chosen people, now conscious of their identity, Conscious of their call to be a people solely God's, consecrated to God, attuned to God, conscious of a God who who saved them, who delivered them from Egypt, um, and who gave them a law, who imparted laws and rules, not just as an ogre because he wanted to be tyrannical and what the heck, let's make it unfortunate, but these laws that are meant for our good as the producer of the Ten Commandments you know, said, we can't so much break the Ten Commandments. We can only break ourselves against them. So they, they had the law that they had to follow externally, and they failed. They were not doing very well with it. They got exiled a couple times. Um, you, f- you found this, what C.S. Lewis calls undulation, this up and down and up and down, these high points and low points of following God and things going well and then disobeying God and bad things happen. And so there's a frustration in the heart of God's people that maybe you and I might feel even tonight in the laws not being enough. It not being enough to have the truth specified to us. Something more needs to happen. And so these prophets, in this case Jeremiah, is foretelling about what that difference might be of just being a go-through-the-motions, legalistic people. So a reading from the book of the prophet Jeremiah. The days are coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. It will not be like the covenant I made with the fathers the day I took them by the hand to lead them forth from the land of Egypt, for they broke my covenant, and I had to show myself their master, says the Lord. But this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will place my law within them and write it upon their hearts. I will be their God and they shall be my people. No longer will they have need to teach their friends and relatives how to know the Lord. All from least to greatest shall know me, says the Lord, for I will forgive their evil doing and remember their sin no more. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Beautiful, huh? As with all these readings, which you can find at MassImpact.us, with great questions, and I'm looking forward to our group on Thursday in delving deeper into this. I like the word delve. But the first question for each of these is the same. What struck you in this reading? What challenged you? What inspired you? What questions did it raise? Our kids are kind of wired for this from their earliest days of, of uh, blessing one another by uh, sharing how God anointed them. But what struck me, Steph, as you read this, was the image, quite frankly, of the multitude of lit group leaders. Hmm. 
you know, that um, they came to maybe the parish missions that we conduct and then were maybe selected to be part of their core mission team. And as we were leading them, as one week became a few, became months, to the point where a couple months ago they recognized they had to take the mantle, they had to lead. Um, and what would it take? You know, what kind of special training did they feel they needed or whatever, which they felt they needed weren't the right one, like I said, didn't have the right personality maybe or the experience or the background. But as this reading clearly says, I will place my law within them and write it upon their hearts. I'll be their God, they'll be my people. They won't need to teach their friends and relatives how to know God per se. That um, What strikes me bottom line is that the grace of the sacraments in Jesus Christ equips mm. us. And it doesn't need to be that person's way or that person's way of how to lead. They're doing it their own way. They're being led by God's grace under a pastor in this church to open the door to more fully and richly encounter him. And it isn't just an external legal um, observance. It is an inner thing that's going on also. Hearts are being attuned to God. They're becoming aware of God's presence alive in their own homes, which totally excites me. Very cool. Something that jumped out to me this time around was just the phrase, says the Lord. I think Mm. it's in there three or four times. And I don't know what the author's purpose (laughs) is exactly, but it's kind of like, listen up. Like, like I love, um, I don't know, sharing with you or the kids different things that my dad said, God rest his soul, Mm. or somebody dear to me. Um, But just that phrase over and over again, it's kind of like, this is important, and this isn't just something that I'm you know, making up or, you know, want to make you feel good or feel bad or whatever. But this, the the Lord is saying this, Mm. says the Lord. Mm. And the whole thing about covenant, you know, I shall be your God, you will be my people. Like, how beautiful is that? Like, just very, very moving. You know, you know, I think of the covenant of our um, sacramental marriage Mm -hmm. and, you know, I shall be your wife, you shall be be my husband. husband. (laughs) But just that, you know, that choice, that intimacy, that blessing um, just really struck me. It's not just like, okay, I, I led you out and you're going to listen to me because I'm a tyrannical, you know, whatever. But it, just this beautiful, merciful, mm. you know, the last line, remember, I will forgive their evil doing and remember their sin no more. Just that whole sense of mercy and love and choice, you know, and... um just that, again, just that beautiful, intimacy, intimacy, yes. connectedness. What we're what we're all yearning for. I'm reading uh, Ralph Martin's "The Desire, the Fulfillment of All Desire." A good friend recommended it, and I love Ralph Martin, of course. But he has a way of unpacking and connecting with us, our deepest desires. So the Christ, our our faith in Jesus, the second person of the Trinity, who took on flesh, is all about this. Is about the fulfillment of every desire. And um, the, the prophets um, and the sacraments, the revelation of the law, the truth, the Ten Commandments, and ultimately in the fullness of time in Jesus Christ. And then the church, which is the body of Christ that continues, has this singular purpose of intimacy with God who fashioned us for this great desire. Uh, to fill this great desire. Um, I'm going to play something in a second here. Uh, the gospel is John's gospel, and we're getting close, folks, to Calvary. We're getting close to his suffering, which is unbelievable, because the very people that he called, this is crazy, the very people, the A-team, those he called to be the means of salvation for the world, 
are the ones who are going to reject him. They're the ones who are pressing in on him. They, they didn't get it. They got the head knowledge. They got the, the truth, which are all important. None of that is to be taken away. But they didn't know, have a relationship with him. And uh, so in John, he's, he's speaking of his glory, and he's speaking of his death. And corresponding to these lit guides, we have weekly a video that corresponds to these. Some of these now go back three years, but they're still very powerful. And I'm going to play the one from three years ago when it was produced, corresponding to this coming Sunday's gospel. And it's called Gracie's Dream, a dream by my then, Grace was 10 or 11 years old. And uh, just listen to this. So last night I had this dream. I was walking in the mall by myself and just kind of angry and sad, aware of all the unkind things people have ever said or done to me and things I've done or said to others. I felt like a, a rain cloud about to burst. No, it was really weird because there were all these, these sheep, you know, like bad sheep running everywhere. And what's weirder is that everyone was just going about their business as if this was normal. Then, this man came up to me. Though I'd never seen him before, he reminded me of someone. He looked in my eyes with such a love, a joy. All those thoughts I'd been thinking, well, they just evaporated, just like that. So this man looked down at the cross around my neck, the one my grandma gave me for my first communion. In fact, he stared at it, and his eyes seemed to grow heavy, even missed it up, as if it reminded him of something very painful. eyes returned to mine and he simply asked, what does it mean to you? Ellie! Ellie! Lamas of Denny! I couldn't really answer because I never really thought about it, at least not with any real meaning. But his very presence somehow gave it a meaning. Whatever was in his heart had something to do with what I was wearing around my neck. I looked down at my cross. I had to know. And then, in a way that often happens in dreams, I was walking again through the mall among the sheep with the same wonder, but became aware of all those around me doing all the things people do in malls, carrying packages, playing with their devices, drinking their beverages, and I couldn't help but notice each of them was also wearing a kind of cross. Some of them were stylish, others were artsy. A few were crucifixes. For each person, I could hear the man's words echoing. What does it mean to you? It didn't seem any of them heard or were even listening. They were too busy. But somehow, I was aware that each of them were carrying the weight I had been carrying like a rain cloud about to burst. And those packages they were clinging to, they were the price they paid. They kept paying, hoping to be freed of their weight. 
The man invited me to meet with him for real this Sunday at Mass. He said it would all make sense. And he told me to share this with as many people as I could. Brings me to tears. I'm choked up. Mm. So I don't know if you were able to break away, folks, from whatever you were listening to, um, to hear that. If you want to see the visual, the video of it, um, you could find us on YouTube, I guess. You could do a search for Mass Impact. It is our lit episode. Actually, this is where you could see it. Massimpact.us forward slash live dash it. MassImpact.us forward slash live and a little hyphen dash it. Um, it is the video for this week inviting us to connect our lives to Jesus. Each of us, you know, are drawn to packages, little things that we carry and we cling to and we, we think they're going to make us happy. Um, we think these hands, these capacities, whether it's our heart, our imagination, our mind, our memory, we fill them with packages. Um, and they're full of stuff that doesn't really seem to satisfy because we're always going back for more packages. And we all have kind of a cross around us because we're Christian. Um, but we don't get it, you know. But Jesus always there with us, is looking at us with great love. He knows the price of the exchange, what it took to surrender the empty packages, the debris-filled packages with that life. And let's end with that tonight. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Dear Lord, you made us for yourself. You see the debris and the stuff we're carrying. We surrender it, Lord, and we pray for grace to see it more that we might surrender it and receive the grace, the new life in you that you died for us to have and live in intimacy with you now and through all eternity. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the Father, Son.